Good evening and welcome to this edition of The Factor Review, a weekly roundup of the biggest stories shaping Mongolia. Here with us tonight is our commenter and economist, Jarlot De Facto. Good evening. And my name is Ditgal. We're live on Facebook at Television, and we want to hear your thoughts, so send us your comments on Twitter with hashtag Jarlot underscore De Facto. Coming up on the program. Is it possible for price of electricity to be liberalized? Is there a way to minimize the risk from fuel prices? What influences the exchange rate of Tobruk? So moving on to our first topic, according to a government resolution, uh, 130,580 households are elig eligible for 50% to 100% discount on electricity tariffs. So of these 130,000 approximately, 128,509 uh, will receive 100% discounts and 2,071 will uh, receive a 50% discounts. And these um, duration of these discounts is expected to continue on from November 1st to this, um, this March 31st. So are these electricity tariffs and uh, discounts an attempt to reduce the emissions? Exactly. Because we did the same last year with the same terms uh, from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. Those families, which is mostly district families, households will have this discount um, and uh, this year we try again but only in more extended way because this time 21 IMAC province centers will be included mm -hmm. and also uh, uh, places uh, or the, uh, the population centers with more than 10,000 people mm -hmm. will be also included into the program. Uh, on on one side, on the other side, you know this uh, electric, uh, the, this uh, power stations, because their load is going down substantially at night anyway. Mm -hmm. They sell it that uh, with uh, three times less tariff than a daytime, mm -hmm. so it means these people will be uh, free from those uh, already discounted rates which is uh, one of the attempts to fight the smoke. Mm -hmm. And mm. so how much does one kilowatt per hour of electricity cost and how is this price set? In Mongolia, you, they, they buy electricity from, from uh, the power stations at 92 bricks per uh, kilowatt. Mm -hmm. And then they plus the other additional costs of distribution and other uh, whatever is included, then it comes to 142 Greeks as a cost, mm -hmm. but it is sold at the 145 Greeks per kilowatt to households, the final con uh, consumers. And these prices of uh, heat and power is uh, established by the order of uh, Energy Regulating Committee of Mongolia, Commission of Mongolia. Mm -hmm. and, uh, Unfortunately, it is not yet fixed by or set by the uh, market price. Mm -hmm. And so uh, most of these disc tariff discounts are being applied to mainly the gear districts. Why is this? 
Uh, yeah, uh, because again, it's because the source of uh, power, uh, the source of pollution of the air, one. Uh, secondly, uh, also because uh, in uh, because uh, the tariff system in Mongolia set, as I said, this energy commission, but it is set in a such a way that households pay less than uh, legal entities or companies. Meanwhile, it is supposed to be the vice versa. Mm -hmm. Why? Because large companies, any economic entity, companies, because they buy large amounts of energy for long term, by month, years, they're supposed to receive less. And the households uh, are supposed to pay more. But in Mongolia, like the old time, households pay less. As a result, we have very lower rate of electricity, mm -hmm. which otherwise should be at a certain level that they all producers, distributors cover at least their cost and they have certain profit margin which will or which supposed to make attractive this industry for foreign investors to invest. Mm -hmm. And this time has gone. Mongolia had uh, lost a chance to make already built it could, it could build up already the power station number five, they did not. They could not on time due to many reasons. They have taken 20 years, they have laid their foundations 10 times, and at the end they have cancelled. You know what they are doing now? They are saying reconstructing certain all turbines of power station number four and three, and they say there is no other way. And like former Soviet republics, they, are, they will send this, those turbines, those producers in Russia, mm -hmm. and they will get kind of, uh, kind of after repairing, they say oh, almost as new as always, uh, almost as new, which is, uh, which uh, I don't believe. After 40 years, some turbine is uh, replaced, and uh, well, not, not, not replaced, uh, uh, repolished, re re mm -hmm. and it comes as new. Instead of uh, making a brand new, completely new technology, new power stations, that's the way we are selecting just because the power, station, power price is too slow, too low in Mongolia. Mm -hmm. And so moving on to our second topic of the night is the... Uh, before I move to the second topic, I would like to add one thing. Into this lower uh, rate tariff of power stations, there is so-called 11 cents uh, 11 Tugriks into the power uh, tariff added so-called support tariff for renewable energy sources mm -hmm. which means that uh, the windmill and solar uh, power uh, stations are their prices set very high in Mongolia which mm -hmm. is from it's here is uh, from 15 to 18 cents. That's why many Mongolian companies uh, are applied to make new stations, new power solar energy mills. Mm -hmm. uh, but the country cannot buy with this uh, higher rate, one reason. Uh, the other reason is now the, the renewable energy costs due to growth of technology, the innovation of technology, they become now twice less. 
-hmm. So Mongolia is going to reconsider the renewable energy prices now, which is mostly now on the uh, shoulder of uh, consumers. And uh, that's why they have drafted new law decreasing this price of set, its set price of government purchase of the renewable energy. So hopefully they will solve this issue soon. That's one thing. And uh, in general, power stations, the power is to be uh, priced in such a way that uh, it should, as I said, uh, to uh, cover the cost. Now, uh, with the current rate of US dollar, uh, 145 tubics sold to the final consumer is around 5.8 cents, which makes power stations in Mongolia is completely cheap. It's in Russia a couple of years ago, it was 6.5 cents per uh, kilowatt. In Korea, South Korea, 10, uh, US 13, Philippines, the Philippines 23 cents. So in Mongolia, in order to have a S normal supply of power, we need to increase the price. And we need to decrease the price for companies and increase the price for uh, families. In particular, those families living in the Dyson area are paying the same price those who cannot pay for electricity. This is abnormal and I think it's uh, a time to reconsider this tariff policy of uh, the power stations. Mm -hmm. And so now moving oh, on to, let's our, go. <laughs> to our second topic, um, a liter of gasoline has increased, the price of a liter of gasoline has increased by approximately 700 kuruks. Mm -hmm. And the Minister of Mining and Heavy Industries, Mr. Samir Bazar, recently said that mm -hmm. he expects the price to increase in the coming month. Mm -hmm. So most of our uh, fuel is uh, imported from abroad, which means that any increase in prices mm -hmm. is um, mainly due to the foreign market. So are there any domestic factors which are influencing the, this fuel price? Uh, yeah, there are several domestic factors. But I, before that, I would like to mention another fa foreign factor, uh, outside factor, mm -hmm. outside of the country factor, is not only the price of the, uh, the, the oil, pr oil products, Mm -hmm. crude oil and oil products, but also the uh, rate of Mongolian tubics exchange rate. Yeah. That's very substantial factor. Now, dollar is coming expensive all around the world, and dollar now, you know, in Mongolian tubics also we are depreciated certain uh, uh, by 170, no, by uh, by almost what 15 to 20 percent. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of the gasoline price, the minister is right, because this is something where we, it, it, it's something that don't depend on us. Mm -hmm. So uh, first of all, uh, the one thing is, yes, we 100% dependent on the import, 98% mm -hmm. from Russia, 2% from China, and China being more expensive than the Russian one. Yeah. But however, for the alternative, we are, now we are keep buying more this year from China. The other thing is uh, domestic, you asked it about the domestic factor is this called excise taxes. Mm -hmm. This excise taxes were used to keep the prices more or less, the retail price more or less at the normal level mm -hmm. because when the international price come off the oil, oil comes up, they are taking away the uh, excise taxes. When it goes down, they are putting back. So more or less people were receiving at the same price for quite some time. Mm -hmm. 
but again, I, uh, but however, after 10 years or so attempt, we should make a conclusion that we could not control the prices through the excess, excess tax regulations. And we neither could not have, we also could not have our uh, taxes, revenue, which otherwise, if we received, we could use for other social needs. So this excess uh, tax regulation for the price of uh, oil is not the best one we have seen. Mm -hmm. And you just mentioned that excess taxes are not able to regulate the risks associated from fuel increases. So what are some of the ways to minimize the risks associated with increase in fuel prices then? Yeah, first of all, the price increases because two things, I said, price mm -hmm. and then exchange rate. Yes. So exchange rate is something that you cannot regulate. Exchange rate it depends on two balances. One is trade balance, the other is uh, payment balance. Mm -hmm. Trade balance of Mongolia is uh, more or less uh, no deficit or more equal to each other, mm -hmm. which means that, for example, we have increased our import for 40% year-on-year best for last year, this year, then they, it means we have bought the same amount of things as much as we have earned the dollar through our exports. Oh, uh, but the concern is the uh, payment balance. Payment balance is a negative, huge negative, because government is paying more US dollar debt and interest rates, and, instead, uh, and we receive less foreign direct investments. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we need to um, we, I mean, we, we need to stop this uh, uh, wrong directions. We need to have our budget without deficit, mm -hmm. which unfortunately not the case. Uh, <clears throat> you asked me about the, how can we uh, establish the price. Mm -hmm. Only way that the world knows, the world has uh, tried, and uh, which is working, is hedging. Mm -hmm. It's a financial instrument, and you agree to have buy certain things at a fixed level, fixed price. For that, you pay certain premium. But the only thing is, if this price comes up, you are still buying with lower price. But still, if you buy, if the price goes down, you lose this uh, premium. Mm -hmm. But however, it's the only way of keeping, if you need to buy things at a fixed price. This is a foreign exchange risk management, mm -hmm. only thing. Uh, <clears throat> the other thing is, even the success, excise taxes, they, they, in our law, they put absolute numbers. Say, per ton of diesel, we will charge, say, 400,000. I don't know exactly, but 400,000 tukriks. Instead, they would say, <coughs> it can be expressed by dollar. Mm -hmm. Expressed by dollar, but by tukriks, it can be changed. Mm -hmm. So this is the way how to avoid so many tax amendments in terms of changing the success taxes. Mm -hmm. The third, in general, Mongolia should have free market price. Uh, people are afraid of politicians are, uh, the, 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 the politicians are scaring people with this free price. Mm -hmm. Though this free price only will give a true information about the um, market price, consumption, and people will be planning accordingly. Because we know one thing, international price goes up, this one will go up anyway. Mm -hmm. Exchange rate, two depreciations, it will go up anyway. Mm -hmm. 
so people will have more better planning first people will probably mostly more use public transports mm -hmm. and public transports will be more of higher quality because the more demand and plus we should introduce the competition it could be on the same uh, uh, same schedule there will, should, can be a couple of different types of buses mm -hmm. let them pay more those who want to have more comfort and a plus that's the market demand which will change the quality of services okay and uh, <clears throat> the finally the people uh, will uh, will change their behave uh, and uh, will change their behavior because behaving because they adapting to the new changes right yeah. uh, the only concern what the politicians say is uh, then how about the poor people then this price substitution or subsidies should go to really the poor people who cannot pay for that. Mm -hmm. So this is the way uh, Mongolia need to change the, the way we are approaching to this issue. Mm -hmm. And in 2020, uh, 2022, uh, the oil refinery in Donegal is, is expected to be operational. So once this refinery is completed, how will this impact fuel prices? Well, I wish this one uh, comes on time, mm -hmm. which is not usually the case with Mongolian government projects. They're always delayed or postponed or doesn't go beyond the laying the foundation as uh, uh, the case was with the power station number five. Mm -hmm. They made, uh, they took 20 years, they laid foundations 10 times, at the end, no power station number five. So I hope this time this government is, uh, you know, extraordinary, special, and uh, they do on time this project. This project is, um, will go, looks like, because $1 billion committed by the Indian government as a loan, uh, discounted, uh, cheaper loan, and the feasibility study is done, which will be presented next year, next month, mm -hmm. and after that this money is coming. But before the money comes, the government had borrowed already 250 billion Tugriks from the development bank, and they started already the infrastructure of uh, the uh, road for 20 kilometers length, and uh, power uh, the railway also for 20 kilometers length from Sanshan to this Atangshiret Sum in Dorn Gobi Aymak. Plus, we need, and I don't know how they will get money, we need to make 600 kilometers uh, crude oil pipeline from Tamsuk in Tornodaimak, and uh, where Chinese company is are producing oil, and they are taking, of course, majority to China, and uh, Mongolian share and the Chinese share both to China, except the royalty paid to the government. What happens if uh, this uh, refinery is made on time? From 2022 or 23, we need to buy at the international price that crude oil from China mm -hmm. at the international price. So once the crude oil is coming to the, I mean, assuming that the pipeline is on time, everything, that the crude oil is coming through this pipeline to the refinery on time, it will be still international price crude oil. And plus this refinery itself should cover the cost. They will add their value added, uh, their, their, their price. 
So altogether, I don't think it will be substantially lower than the price we receive today. Mm -hmm. But one thing is better, that is supply. Then finally, we'll have a petroleum product supply, I mean, secure, which is from inside of the country. We don't need to ask somebody go begging. And so that's from that, we have the, the guarantee of supply. Mm -hmm. So by that time, probably we need, uh, now Mongolia is developing about 1 million tons of crude oil per year, and we need 1.5 billion crude oil uh, by that time of a refinery of uh, opening. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we'll have another half billion uh, ton crude oil production capacity by that time, within two, three years. Mm -hmm. And so moving on to our third topic, uh, earlier this week, the Development Bank uh, offered a $500 million bond on the international market without a government guarantee. So this bond is for five years with a coupon of 7.25%. Um, so this is the first time that the Development Bank has issued a bond without a government guarantee. So what is exactly the purpose of this bond? Well, that purpose is uh, to pay another debt. You mm -hmm. know, Development Bank and the government of Mongolia have now a a new fashion of paying old debt with newer debt. Mm -hmm. uh, plus, on the other side, uh, those previous money they used, those projects they have invested, some of them are long-term, plant factories, cement factories, or roads that cannot pay back immediately. So we kind of uh, borrowed a lot international price money, price uh, capital, and invest into the uh, projects which uh, gives a return in 20, 30 years. So it was a not very smart approach. Mm -hmm. But politicians do always similar things, you know. So this is their character, you see. While they are in the post, they want to grow and grow to produce something and then they re-elect again. Mm -hmm. um, so this time what happened? In, in 2012 March, this bank, uh, development bank, issued 580 million US dollar bond. The terms are five years and 5.775 coupon rate. Mm -hmm. But when time comes, came to pay, which happened last year in March, the government, which gave a, which gave a guarantee to development bank uh, bond, had to issue a new bond called Horaltai, 600 million US dollar, and seven years and 8.75%. And they paid with this old loan with more expensive, more longer term loan mm -hmm. once. So once they have paid the previous bond, now the development bank can issue a bond without government guarantee, not necessarily. Though the interest rate is 7.25. Uh, 7 but remember, last year, Mongolia has uh, this Horaldai uh, rate was 8.75. Okay, 1%, 1.5% less. But however, it is still high yield bonds. Mm -hmm. And at the time when dollar, uh, dollar is strengthening, it's a good chance for international investors to keep money in higher yield uh, security. So that's mm -hmm. why. But however, what's going to happen with this uh, 500 million US dollar they have received already last week? Mm -hmm. 
that uh, there was by the way 800 no eight times more subscription for this bond so there is a great demand in the world great pressure to the sort of bonds which have a high yield uh, what happens was <clears throat> development bank has already a short-term loan with a floating rate which means uh, LIBOR plus certain percent but LIBORs keep increasing now it probably is coming altogether 7 to 7 to 25 percent now so it's it's easier for them to pay once they got the money to pay the old small loans from other banks international banks and then go with now fixed rate mm -hmm. which is more better than LIBOR plus the straight rate so they, that's their, their preferences, and 300 US dollar was paid back. Now out of 500 million dollars coming to the country, 300 out, 200 million US dollar is remaining, which is good caution for, for US dollar, US dollar and the Mongolian to recreate. Mm -hmm. And so earlier this week, you wrote that uh, the, some of the main reasons for the depreciation in our domestic currency was due to the deficit in the balance of payments, as well as Bank of Mongolia not selling its reserves. Could you please elaborate on this? Yeah, uh, there is a big demand or pressure on Mongol Bank president to mm -hmm. make intervention. And he is, I, I don't think he is not doing completely, but he is. Uh, making intervention with smaller amount than before, probably for uh, companies who really Mongolian companies say who need say import certain amount of million dollars, a few million dollars say uh, medicine. Mm -hmm. Probably he's doing sort of intervention rather than on the, open, on the open market, which is quite normal. But however, well, Mongol Bank president is right not to making intervention right now because we may. We cannot compete this market power. That's mm -hmm. one thing. It's clear. Even you, okay, you can you keep it today, 2,000, 2,500 for a month or so, mm -hmm. but it will go again. You sell again. You sell again. It was the case with the previous governor. So mm -hmm. we had them even a minus reserve, and they have borrowed, made swap with China, and they pretended to have a, a international reserve. Uh, so. Uh, I don't think this uh, current governor is going to repeat that mistake, uh, which is right. And uh, plus, Mongolian Tugruk depreciation is not coming because Mongol Bank fault. It is because our payment balance deficit, which has to do with, as I said, with government payment to the, the abroad for their foreign debt, and also less coming their foreign direct investment. Not only less come, foreign direct investment coming less, but also we are scaring those who are already here. The last uh, week, Centuria Gold, which was the second largest investment company after Rio Tinto Yutadre, mm -hmm. had to leave Mongolia, sold their interests with a small, much smaller uh, volume that they were expecting to earn in the country. So this is a very bad signal. And uh, uh, plus, the other bad news is very interesting. Mongol Bank, no, no, the uh, Mongolian Parliament and the President have the same opinion on one issue of capital flow control. They are now introducing new law under the name of the currency regulation law, mm -hmm. and they suggest to control the inflow and outflow of capital, and also they suggest 
uh, Mongol Bank to be like a commercial bank, uh, leaving aside the two-tier banking system of Mongolia, which we have been creating for the last 30 years, which was the base for development we had uh, this year, uh, I mean, for the, all these years. So if they will have this bank law, the regulation law, it is the same exactly what Zimbabwe and Venezuela did. And they basically they have stopped the flow, inflow of the capital. So uh, hopefully the you know, people will not allow it to do so. If it is the case, we will have a very much uh, bad depreciation of Mongolian tourists. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Uh, this concludes our program for tonight. Please join us next week at the same time for another weekly roundup of the biggest story shaping Mongolia. Good night. Thank you very much. And uh, we, uh, you can see our uh, the review also on the website, Jargal defacto.com and also you can read it in the de facto gazeta in english which you can subscribe on the same website thank you for your time <laughs>